You're tuned into the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, hosted by MiddleTennesseeMusic.com. Supporting and empowering the independent music community online since 2011. Head on over to our website to find more music, as well as to learn about our Indie Musicpreneurs Tribe, where we share our library of tips and guides on business, entrepreneurship, productivity, social media, digital marketing, email marketing, websites, and much more. You can also check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, now on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle. You're tuned in to another Mid-10 Listens podcast. This is Joshua Smotherman from MiddleTennesseeMusic.com, and I've got Zachary Sticker on the phone all the way from New York. What's up, Zachary? How's the weather out there? Hey, it's been good. past couple days in the sunshine. Yeah. Awesome. So what I'm really interested in, um, we've been covering your uh, album, Malfunction, and the coolest thing about it is how you've taken all these crazy noises and sounds and turn them into a masterpiece, so to speak. So let me ask you this. How does Zachary Sticker go from a blank canvas to creating an album like Malfunction? What is your creative process like? I, um, I experiment uh, with different sounds, um, you know, uh, record, record some sounds, um, play around with uh, glitching, see if I could find something it sounds good to me. Uh, it sounds enjoyable to listen to. Uh, sometimes I start off with some lyrics, and, uh, right, and I, with those, with that idea, I make a song out of it. You cool. know? Very cool. Um, do you, do you you all you play drums, right? Yes. Do you, do you I play, play anything? Do you play anything else? Um, no, no, not really. Sometimes I like to uh, record record some guitar. Cool. But I, I don't know how to play it that well. Gotcha. Um, gotcha, man. Uh, how how long have you been how long have you been creating music? Have you been doing this for a while, or is this something that's new to you? Okay, it all started around 2010. I had uh, I uh, was very uh, into music, um, and I wanted wanted to make a, an album. You know, like the track list, the songs, album artwork. I was just very drawn to the whole creation process of making an album myself and having it all come together and hearing the the tracks uh, go into each other. And um, I started out. I took several of my uh, my favorite songs and uh, and I would mix them together into uh, these nine minute tracks uh, remixes and I and I made this this album called Music Madness, which had like around nine track nine track of remixed uh, material of of the music I was a big fan of. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that that was enough for me. Uh, and the next the following year uh, during the year. I would work on a song here and there. I was very excited to make my own song uh, to see if I can make one and have it come together. Uh, originally, I was making it for some pal, like jokes, joke songs, a comedy based on internet memes. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. The first, the first song I made was called Derp. <laughs> yeah. Funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Um, so is Mal? Was, so you? How many albums have you put out before Malfunction? Before 
malfunction. Uh, there's two. There's two uh, unreleased ones. I made had myself, and then a third one called the Sonic Soundscape, which is my third album, but the first to be released to the public. Gotcha. And then uh, there's a. Uh, so with that okay. said malfunction seems very dysfunctional were, were you intending that like what were you trying to do something specific with malfunction like as an album as opposed to like being instead of it being like based around optimism did you have a theme you were trying to stick to throughout all those tracks okay here is a here's a story how uh malfunction started okay during the process of the let the light fill your eyes i decided i want to make a, a bonus ep of demo tracks and extra songs, the free, um, free EP that comes with the album. Um, and I wanted to call it Malfunction because it's, uh, you know, like, we just, we just tracks, you know, tracks that didn't make it. So they, gotcha. they're the ones that don't work, don't work out for the whole album. Then, um, I was having trouble finding tracks they included. Uh, it took me a long time. I kept delaying it. Uh, eventually it came time to release the Let Life For Your Eyes. I didn't have the the EP ready to release, so I decided to not release the EP. I had the idea to get several of the tracks that I found. The old tracks that have that are three years old. As you can see, some of the tracks titles are over two years old. Um, I decided uh, I found these old tracks on my computer. They weren't original plans for the EP. However, I found them to be uh, good tracks, quality tracks. All I needed was a uh, you know. Uh, update, a remaster. So I got the remastered. You know, they came out sounding good. So I said that works. However, uh, however, it uh, ended up being longer than I expected, longer than the EP would be. So I wasn't sure what to do. And then one day, while I was in my car, my wa- my watch that I, I would wear regularly uh, started to not work right, and it started uh, to malfunction basically. And the time that it, it showed wasn't a the regular time. It was just a bunch of dots, you know, what looks very similar to a semicolon right. that is featured featured on several tracks titles. Watch. Uh, so I had the inspiration for the album cover. Huh. Do that watch. That's pretty cool. That's a cool story. <laughs> nice. That, and that's that's crazy because you said a lot of those tracks were several years old and you just remastered them. But like when you listen to the whole album, it sounds like it all was meant to go together like as one piece of uh, music. So good job, man. Kudos on that. Very cool. Uh, thank you. So what? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. All right. It took me several, several, uh, um, I guess, uh, several hours, uh, attempts, you know, uh, I wouldn't even get into hours because that would be way too many hours. <laughs> like, working on the track list, you know, seeing what, seeing what, uh, fits together, what goes, uh, together. I had a good idea of what the track list would be, like, a year ago, uh, when it was in EP form, and I had a few tracks. Um, you know, uh, early plans, the idea. Basically, interlude number one used to be the intro track. Um, and, uh, if we, I'm not sure what else. Uh, basically, when I, when I, uh, when I was 
on the one uh, on the computer, there's a guitar. I was playing with a guitar, uh, and I touched uh, stops on the recorder. And what happened after I touched stops is, uh, is what you heard on the first track of the starting. So I was very uh, kind of disturbed and very excited. Uh, you know, I was surprised that this came out of my computer. This kind of richer sound. Huh. I quickly recorded that. And I wasn't sure if the glitch was gonna record, but when I w- went back to see one of the one of the files, you know, the file that I recorded, the, the glitch uh, completely recorded. I I got everything, and I had this on my computer for for a few months. I kept on going back to it. I wasn't sure where I put this in the middle middle of the album. At the end of the album, maybe it'd be cool, like. You know, epilogue, kind of thing. Of course, uh, you, you'll be wondering, you'll be yelling at me like, put this in the stereo, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you singing about this so long? I realized, oh, why not this, this, put this uh, glitch track, you know, at the starting of the album. It'll be a great introduction. You'll, you'll be hit right away with the, the feeling of, of, you know, malfunction. You see the title, maybe even feel like you're not functioning yourself with all this crazy sounds that come out of that first track. Wow. That's that's wild. <laughs> but that's also super cool. Like how did, yeah. did were there any other cool accidents like that that popped up on this album? That's really neat. <laughs> like do you does that happen to you often? Are you able to get to catch glitches like that and then use them as compositional elements? Well, or is that just kind of like that just happened that one moment and you happened to catch the sound? The song, all the other songs are like controlled glitches. Gotcha. Sometimes, I guess I guess sometimes I try to make this feeling like it's happening by accident. Right. But it, but really, uh, I'm in control of what's going on. What you know, one more song that has a similar story to it was gone. Now this song was like all the way in the back of my computer. There was very slim chance that it was going to make the album. I I almost totally forgot about that song. You, you could say that song is gone, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, after the drum beat, it would make that weird noise for a few seconds that I didn't expect. So once again, I, I recorded that, and uh, and when I, and I pressed pause uh, every every time the drum beat finished. And uh, it went, and it did, did the beat over and over. Yeah, that's how, that's what happened with that. Uh, I, the, the unexpected sound that came out, basically, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that final epilogue, do you want me to explain what comes after the gun track? That's part of that track. Yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll, I'm all about any stories about these tracks, because they're so interesting. The interlude and what's the last three eyes, you know, is a very noisy track. It, and the meaning behind it is basically open for interpretation. It's, uh, you could say it represents a uh, static uh, light. Like if light was switched into the sound, it would, it would have this kind of lively sound to it. And the, uh, the ending of, of Gone is, uh, is, a little, is a little nod to the interlude. Inter- uh, a little not to interlude track two and also track 16 aftermath 
which ends very similar to this track. Uh, however, this track Gone features a, a sped up drum beat version. So it, it seems it sounds like a variation, like a it's like a advancement of a growth to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I'm not sure. Uh, it's just a reference to a previous tra- a previous album. Uh, basically, basically uh, ending. That uh, kind of connected the two. It, it makes you wonder. Uh, maybe malfunction is a spiritual successor to what life has. And of course, it was originally supposed to be a bonus EP to that album. Very, 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 interesting. You know, open to interpretation. You know, you fill in the blanks. Enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, um. Was this all you by yourself? Do you collaborate with others? Or is this just kind of like your creative thing that you keep to yourself and then put out to the world? And and I guess another question I would have is, is this kind of music? Like, is are there other producers doing this? Or are you kind of like, you mentioned Devin Townsend as an influence in your, um, in the previous interview we did, which I'll link to in the show notes for this podcast. But, um, other than Devin Townsend, where else do you draw inspiration and influence from to create this kind of stuff? Because it's very unique, and it's very cool to me how you were drawn into this style of creating. You know, I was a big fan of DJ Shadow introducing that's an electronic, you know, uh, which album. He features uh, 100% uh, pre-recorded material that wasn't his, and he would uh, take samples and uh, mix songs out of them. Uh, you can hear an influence uh, from the typewriter I got from uh, track two, Building uh, Steam with the Grand of Salts. And also, avalanches uh, do the same uh, technique of taking uh, samples and making songs out of them. They made the album Since I Left You, uh, the new one coming out uh, this July called Wildflower. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely uh, give me inspiration to uh, songs together myself, remix, remix tracks. DJ Shadow, definitely one of my favorite artists. Yeah, okay, that's, that's great. Great that you find it unique and different. Unique for me is very, like, almost romantic word. If you call someone unique, maybe they'll feel good about themselves. Like, they're different, they're special, you know? Right. And that's that's, that's definitely something I, I would want to be accomplishing with this album. I think you know, I think you succeeded, man, because I I haven't heard anything like this. But at the same time, like something about it, I just really dig it, and it just I don't know. There were certain moments where I was listening to it, and I actually felt like I was walking around like New York City, like in a city atmosphere, and, and I could feel like I could tell that you whatever was going on around you, you were like just kind of capturing it and putting it into like these compositions of noises and like at first it doesn't make sense but like if you keep listening to it it all kind of comes together and starts making sense yeah you i agree with you unique is a romantic word but i really i feel like you succeeded at at making something very interesting and unique with probably all your music but especially with this malfunction album since it's the one i've listened to all the way through are you um, are you working on another project, or are you just focused on promoting this one right now? Oh yeah, there's a few things I'm working on. Cool. Uh, it's just they're both in the planning stages, basically. Uh, uh, the first one is called Next Sticker: The Complete Collection. So far, <laughs> I, 
I had it so far because uh, it, um, I'm not done. Right. Uh, no, I like that. That's clever. <laughs> yeah, a collection. Uh, even though I'm not done making music yet, you know, that's smart. Uh, these three albums that came out. The other one, all I have is, uh, is the title of the album. And I plan to make this maybe during the next year or two. And it's called Morningstar. And basically, uh, Morningstar is the name of Satan when he was an angel. It's a, it's a title uh, that was very cool to me, and it sounded very cool, you know, it has a very cool backstory about Satan being an angel, but being sent down to hell. And uh, it uh, floated around only in my head for a few years, uh, not knowing what to do with this, this title. Maybe it would be cool as an album title or a song title, or both. And I was just, it was just something that always comforted me because uh, I just liked the way it sounded so much. So I think of my morning star as something cool when I think about it uh, and I like the title uh, and I find it very interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not a long title, it's just two words, maybe a mystery and we wonder why why it's called morning star, like what's, uh, what's about it, you know. But you know, you know the backstory of the angel and uh, that's the basic, basic Is that your poem that's on that song, the winter song? Did you write those lyrics, I guess is what I'm asking? Okay, the lyrics, I tried the lyrics. When it, when it started mentioning the pumpkin filled with wax, you know, it uh, was originally uh, made for the song Pumpkin with Red Fill Your Eyes. Uh, pumpkin is an instrumental track. However, uh, I, I originally thought that uh, the whole song would work better with some lyrics to it. And it, the, the piece of the album would be better if, if there is more lyrics. Uh, lyrics in that song, like the album, it seemed less empty if you if if had some lyrics uh, on occasion to, uh, to uh, listen to to keep the company, I guess. You know, um, it's quality to that song, something that is local. If you are a music maker, all you gotta do is don't give up and don't compromise where you stand for. Because if there's one thing that people love, 
it's passion. And if you are interested in the music industry, then keep that interest and keep that passion because then you're already where you want to be. That's great. That's a great way to uh, end this, man. Zachary Sticker, check out his album Malfunction. I'll leave links and embeds to videos and audio in the show notes. And you guys go check him out. Isn't your website Zachary? Is it Zachary-Sticker.com? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, awesome. So uh, this is Midtown Listens. Joshua Smothman from MidtownCityMusic.com. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Mid-10 Listens 5 at 5. If you want to show your support for MiddleTennesseeMusic.com and this podcast, check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, available from our website as well as Amazon in formats Kindle and paperback. You can also show your support by subscribing and rating this podcast on iTunes. Doing so will improve your well-being, increase joy, and bring good karma to you. It might also improve your online marketing skills, your online presence, and help you get your music heard by more people.